welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where I interview treasury professionals about their treasury careers. Each and every week, I talk to treasurers about how they built their careers, where they are now, where they see both themselves and the treasury profession going to next. This week's show, I'm joined by Marianne Bullard, the former Assistant Treasurer and Senior Director of Treasury at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Marianne has a sort of rich history of treasury. You know, she's seen it right the way through. Her last role, Academy Sports and Outdoors, for those of you who don't know, perhaps across Europe and things, they're an American sports goods discount store chain. Corporate offices uh, based in Texas, but many, many years, was 74 years privately held. Again, I'll get Marianne to explain a little bit more, but massive, massive group. Yeah, why should I talk? Let's, let's let the lady who does a much better chat about her treasury career get on onto the show. Marianne, perhaps could you take us back to the very beginning when you first came into treasury? I know we had a pre-chat a few days ago about this show and things. How did you first ever discover, firstly, finance, and then you got your start in treasury, and, and then you've seen it go for many years, which I think is fascinating, how it's developed. So take us right back to the very beginning, if you would. It's, it's over to you. It's your show. Certainly. I spent 10 years in accounting, and I really got a broad view of the financial areas of a company, such as payroll, purchasing, accounts payable, financing, receivables, cost, and general ledger. All of that contributed to a broad view of some of the areas of finance in companies. At the time, I was working for a company that was wanting to go public, and they needed a person with a treasury title. So I was offered the position, and mind you, I was offered based on my integrity and my ability to interface well with other departments. Although the idea of being just a bean counter of cash really sounded boring, the (laughs) substantial salary increase was agreeably a deciding factor in accepting that position. When it started, the treasury was really limited to cash management and simply reporting bank balances. Over time, it's grown by leaps and bounds, as you all know. So I'm now very thankful that I started out just reporting cash and giving those cash balances. And that was with, what do you call, Western Company of North America? What do they, the those guys do? At I was do? with a company called Enser, which was an environmental company. When they got bought out, I then moved to Western Company of North right. America. And basically, we were keeping cash balances on a, you know, ledger paper. That was before you could, we really had computers where we could balance everything. So it was done by pencil every day and then mm. reported to the seniors by typing up a report. So it was very different than it is today. And then, you know, sort of, and again, you know, for those people listening, you've always been based in and around Texas. So obviously oil and gas is a big part of the industry down there and everything else. So you know, 22 years in that sort of part of oil and gas What's that been like in treasury terms? Because a lot of international stuff there? or In treasury terms in oil and gas, yes, there is a lot of international cash management. And that was a big advantage for me to be able hmm. to learn the ins and outs, um, primarily in, in Europe and Asia. And at the time, I was able to get that exposure, get some exposure to foreign cash management and that certainly contributed to 
the education of, of learning how the cash is handled across the world instead of just locally or in the United States. And then talk me through the sort of progressions within your role, you know, because, you know, in those early days, you, you talked about there, a ledger, a ledger book and everything else. And people like, you know, perhaps those early days were like, ledger books, what are those? You know, you know describe how you sort of saw it transform over, over time. It transformed to basically the computers coming in, learning how to use them, and going through the dot matrix printer phase and actually being able to report the balances via computer. It was much faster. It was more accurate. It was cleaner. And the reporting to management in particular was much earlier in the day. So all the advantages of computers coming in was definitely a contribution. Now, going forward from there, being able to use all of the, the features, the, the, progr- the different programs that handle financial accounting and cash management has just been a huge advantage and been able to have treasury management contribute across the company in financial analysis and reporting. As we said, you started a Western company. They were oil and gas, is that right? That was oil and gas, yes. And then you made the move to Grant Prix de Co and things, and they were there for a number of years, assistant treasurers. Talk, talk me through those, the progression there, sort of thing, the companies. I moved from Western Company of North America, which was bought out, and moved to a company called Weatherford, which in turn spun off Grant Pride Co. It was a, an affiliate company, and I was asked to go with a spin-off. That was definitely a highlight in my career because in preparing to take Grand Pride Co. public and experiencing the pride and seeing it become a major corporation was definitely an, an advantage most uh, in my role in Treasury and monetarily. It was a risk, but came out with great rewards. And within that, you when you, you did the spin-off, was it just you in Treasury or how did it sort of, because I know a big thing about your your career, if you like, and one of the passions you have is, is taking, walking in blank sheets of paper and growing teams. Describe that sort of process, if you would. Sure. When I went to the company spin-off, yes, there was already at least one person in Treasury that was handling the basic cash management for Grant Prycout. She was definitely a con- contributor in learning the company at a greater detail, going and touring the facility. It was actually a piping facility that actually made the drill pipe. And her contribution in me learning the company was definitely an advantage. From there, we began to build a department as the company grew. That was an education in learning that more and more people in the department could take on strategic roles. And then we would hire in cash management. And the cash manager was always the beginning position and then you would move up from there. And when you're doing that and defining 
positions, if that's the right way to put it. You know, how did you sort of split out those responsibilities? I've heard about it in the past with a couple of my clients where they, they sort of put all the departmental responsibilities on these cards or post-its, if you like, but bigger than that. But And they said, right, you'd be really good at that. You'd be really good at that. And they sort of divvied it out, pushed it out to people. You know, did you do it that way? Or what was the sort of, you know, the way that you organized it was just much more traditional, right? You're in cash, you're in a foreign exchange, you're this. How, how did you sort of structure it? I structured it by by the talents that the people had. I realized immediately as we were talking about Grant Prico that the person that was there in in Treasury at the time had great knowledge of the company. She was very strategic in, in nature of understanding we had so many different international locations. She knew the people, she knew how they operated, she knew what kind of information we received from them. And as we built our international treasury management module, we were able to, I was able to use her in a strategic role. That left cash management, which as you can imagine with having locations in so many different areas of the world, that cash management would take a certain period of time to get the foreign balances as well as U.S. balances on a daily basis. So we hired a person that had the experience in cash management, and she became our cash manager. Then as we continued to hire people to handle the the incoming and the outgoing cash from the international locations, we would look for people that may or may not have international experience that were good communicators and filled those roles accordingly. The last role that I filled at Grant Prico was analytical role. And they Hmm. were dealing in foreign exchange. They were dealing in hedging. They were, they were doing a lot of analysis and working with the financial team. And in that particular position, I looked for someone with a degree that was ready and mm. did have some exposure and was ready and willing to jump in and take it from there. He has since then been very successful and, and moved forward. And that's always with great pride that I see my past employees able to move forward and take on greater, greater, greater and greater roles in newer companies. Well, just going back a stage, you know, we, and it seems perhaps for the people that are listening today, they don't understand that, you know, there were wire transfer, faxes, or, you know, all the different things. When I first started in Treasury Recruitment, we used to fax people's resumes to clients and you'd call them and say, go and stand by it and I'll send you through. And then, you know, all, you know, less, not email was just coming in. But with, you know, sort of following, looking at the cash, cash settlements and everything else, there's been this speed of, you know, transfer of information. Has it always been a positive, you know, or did you, you know, what I'm saying is within the, the team and the department there, did you ever follow the sum mentality, which again, for the people listening means that, you know, a certain office, you pass the ball across to that. Did you have offices around the world and wanted to cash like that? Or what, what, how did you, how did it run? You know, it varies with different parts of the world. Some are very yeah. progressive. Europe was very progressive and, there are other areas when you get into third world countries that were much slower. We had to receive information by fax or even by phone call. 
to mm. where we were able to record worldwide cash and be able to convert it to U.S. dollars to see a true liquidity scenario. That started out, you know, definitely by by facts and phone calls and then progressed to where as the bigger offices received their interface with the, the main office, then we were able to record cash faster. But it was a very slow process when we first started and it had to be extremely diligent in trying to get with the right people at the right time to get our balances. And then, you know, as you say, you sort of were there until sort of nine or 10 years ago, you'd seen it progress. What was the, your favorite thing? Maybe you talked there about people, which I I know, I know that you enjoyed the mentoring of talent and things like that. Was that your favorite piece about all of it, do you think? Or was it the increase in technology alongside that? What, what, was, the, what was your favorite bit? I can't say as being a treasury for so many years, technology has always been a challenge for me. My, my best thing was hiring people that were smarter than me especially technologically. But I can definitely tell you that one of my favorite things throughout my career has been to mentor people and to lead employees and focus on their development by company-offered courses, making sure that they had distinct goals and objectives, making sure that they were had outside education, membership in organizations that were local, and also having exposure to the company financial reporting to the press. I believe all that's an advantage in making sure that your employees are well-rounded. I've always made sure that we had monthly meetings where individuals were asked to report on recent education courses and conference activity so they would get used to addressing a, a department. And when they were do have exposure in company meetings, they're not shy about making sure when they contribute that, that, they're, that they're ready. And with that, you, you, I know that you've been very much involved in some of the organizations. So Houston Treasury Management, TMA, Treasury Management Association, AFP, and, and things like that. What role have you seen? You know, how long have you been involved with those guys and, you know, and why? In 1988, when I took on a role at the beginning of Treasury, I heard about HTMA, which is Houston Treasury Management Association, I found that as an avenue to be able to get education in the world of treasury. And I believe that it's a big advantage to join these organizations and get, get yourself immersed in what the current activity and the current technology that, that's happening. And I can p- particularly say that with AFP, that was, that was even a broader range and the education that I received by attending the conferences and being on an advisory committee for AFP was just a huge advantage and absolutely did advance me in knowledge, not only of treasury, but how treasury ex- was exposed to other financial areas and how I could move forward in my career. And with that, what do you mean? I mean, Surely the association is just there. They run the conferences and, you know, do some courses and things like that. I'm playing devil's advocate there. But, you know, why was it so important to you? And why should it be to someone listening today, sorry, a junior person, they're like, well, yeah, I'm really busy. You know, I've got all this other stuff going on. What, 
you know, why bother? I think there's two things. One, Mm -hmm. the networking with other treasury people, being able to network with with someone that's doing doing the same job or something similar to what you're doing. You can share ideas, you can exchange ideas. And I believe that that's really important. Secondly, the speakers in sessions, I always made a point to, if I didn't ask questions, to go up, introduce myself, make sure that I communicated after the session. You never know when one of the, you're going to cross paths with one of these speakers again that may help you when you are looking for a job or when you are looking for opportunity, whether locally or you're looking to relocate. So I believe that those two things were were primary contributors to me learning more about treasury and more about the roles across across the world. You know, we talked about that then that you you sort of made the shift from oil and gas, which very traditional big area for things down in Houston, and you made a very natural step. You know, maybe oil, maybe specialising gas. Oh no, you moved to outdoor sporting goods. So, what what were the uh, similarities and challenges, if you like, you know, moving, making that quite a shift in industry? Was it totally different? Was it totally new treasury stuff? Or what were you what were you faced with? Well, moving from oil and gas to retail was definitely a huge change. Now, yeah. cash is cash, and so the similarities exist in that there are bank accounts. Most of the time, you're going to be with similar banks, the larger banks, as I was working in larger corporations. But it was a challenge because I was not only faced with changing the industry, but also with what is needed for successful retail treasury management. In oil and gas, you're really dealing with numbers that you really don't see the cash. And with retail, you're looking at handling cash in stores. You're looking at what's the most efficient and cost-effective retail practices for handling cash in the stores. At the time, Academy needed a lot of advancement and procedures in managing the cash at the stores. And I spent the first four months assessing okay, what's the contributors to retail treasury? And at that time, I initiated a plan to build treasury. And how do I save costs? Because that's the biggest thing. What kind of costs can I save in banking, armored car, cash handling in the stores? How do I do that? I presented the plan to my boss and we prioritize it. And with his approval, I was able to execute and then report the milestones as I moved along. Real fundamental, real cash, not not just cash management, cash handling down to sort of, as you say, I interviewed the show a while ago, the treasurer Brinks, and we talk about cash, you know, we talked about cash to society and various other bits we joked around that. But, you know, this was real getting it to and from the store. That's right. And at the time that I started, 35% of our of our sales were in cash at that time. And wow. so that, that's a fairly big number. And so you're not only looking at that, you're looking at checks, you're looking at credit cards. And then as we moved along, you're looking at advancing from 
credit card to being able to process your your checks electronically and being able to to tap and buy and moving through all the technologies. So it's definitely a challenge, not only in the first year of being at Academy, but then moving forward throughout the 10 years. And then how did it, you know, did you, once you sort of reestablished or started to advance treasury, did you find that sort of involved you in other areas within the group or what was the sort of the integration plan for treasury versus, or was it very much, you know, treasury was treasury, go do your stuff over there, look after the cash, will you, thanks very much. Or, you know, what was the situation there? No, treasury was new when I went to Academy. There was actually a person that was doing the bank balances. She really didn't know that she was doing treasury. And I immediately handpicked her out of accounting to do the, the cash management so I could work strategically to grow treasury. But I can tell you, as we moved forward, treasury contributed to so many technology conversations. We contributed to store services. We, we contributed to inventory control accounting, so many conversations and so many projects that Treasury had a key role because everything's about the stores. Without the stores, we have no Academy Sports and Outdoors. And so at the time, it was exciting to be able to expand into all the different areas and be be able to make our mark and get a seat at the table when these projects began. And how is Treasury structured in, in terms of the team structure? Because what I wanted to sort of, I know that a big passion of yours is about with uh, individuals, if you like, sort of mentoring them, developing talent, and then, you know, getting people to come in and maybe, you know, graduate through the group, as it were. You know, what, what, what advice were you giving to those people and how did you coach them, as it were? In our Treasury Department, yes, indeed, we did start out with cash management. We then moved as the company grew because it, it did grow to be a two, $2.5 billion corporation. Mm-hmm. As the company grew, then we specialized areas. One in checks and cash. Those people, those people coordinated with the stores. They were all involved in how the cash is handling stores. Then we had another area, the department, where they worked on credit cards and all the different card transactions with American Express, Discover, Visa, and MasterCard. And then we had another area that we were asked to take on in 2014, and that was, was in sales audit. And right. sales audit would take the sales from the stores, analyze them, make sure that they were in the right place, audit them on a daily basis, make sure everything got passed over and matched exactly what the cash reports that were coming in from the stores. And progressively, as we went, we kept adding different areas of the company as well as expanding the Treasury Department. When I departed in 2018, I was leading a team of 12 employees. Yeah, it's quite unusual for a treasury team. You, you, sometimes, you know, if anything, you get smaller and you don't bolt on those. It sounded like you were bolting on more and more responsibilities. Was that right? Exactly. We definitely were. And it was actually fun to see the department grow and to see the different people that began to excel 
in areas that I wasn't expecting just because mm. they were given the responsibility. And with those people, what, what would you say was, was key about them that made them, that made them excel in those areas? What were the standout sort of features of those people that, wow, they just got stuck in or they worked longer hours? What was the ethos that you thought, that's what makes a standout treasury person? I had a department of people that were, had a can-do attitude. I believe that our monthly meetings and taking an interest into the different areas helped that can-do attitude. We scheduled group lunches, we participated as a group in company activities, and we had a beach retreat together each year. And I believe all that contributed to the cohesiveness in the department. I am here to say that when people are, are happy, and that's in a general sense that they're happy at work, that they are enjoying their jobs, that they're going to produce at a greater rate. And my job was to make sure that I understood what the issues were within the areas of responsibility, able to capitalize on them, and make sure that the employees in a general sense were, were enjoying what they do on a daily basis. One area we didn't really explore, I know that you, as you say, we Treasury Management Association locally, AFP. What are your thoughts on qualifications and things? Was that something that you sort of tried to get everyone to do the CTP, which is the U.S. Treasury qualification. Was that a big thing for you or did you, you know, were you quite flexible on that? What were your thoughts? I was very flexible. I do not believe that certifications necessarily show the talent. In yeah. today's world, I think that certification is a huge plus when you're putting out your resume. Hmm. When I was looking for people in different, in particular areas, I can tell you that predominantly the department that I managed, I was able to hire these people out of accounting. They saw treasury and particularly in sales audit. It came over as a group. There was four yeah. people that came over as a group. In other areas, when was looking for people in credit card management, well, that particular part of, of the responsibilities was handled in accounting. So I was able to interview people and hire them out of accounting. That was always a plus, you know, for the employees that I hired, as well as a benefit for me because they already knew the company. Now, in hiring from the outside, we did not necessarily stick to you have to have a degree. Depending on the position, if it, if it involved a lot of accounting, yes, we did ask for a degree. But I also think that that on-the-job experience is a plus. And I've worked for companies that look at the depth of experience, and I've worked for companies that require the degree. But I'm more prone to look across the field so I can make sure that the personality that, that I'm looking for fits the role and not necessarily whether they have a degree or whether they've been on the job for 10 years, I'm looking for the personality. Yeah, rather than anything else. And, and again, as we, you know, we start to approach the end of today's conversation, but you know, before we were quite there and wrap up, you know, looking back over the time you've had, how have you seen it, Treasury change? You know, i.e., was it ivory towered when you started and now it's much more integrated, or is that something that Treasurers still need to work on? 
And then also, I wanted to, you know, sort of say, in people terms, let's treat them as two separate things. Sorry, I should only ask one question, I'm going to ask you two. Have you seen that then also impact on the people that have come in and out of Treasury? I know you partially answered there, but, you know, looking back over the time, how have you seen Treasury? Has it moved from ivory tower, look at me, I'm a Treasury specialist, to, you know, or you sounds like you got into it by accident, it's gone all the way through a cycle sort of thing. Where are you thinking you're on that path? I believe that Treasury has changed significantly, mm. and I believe that being exposed to different programs that are used by the banks, being exposed to different uh, technologies that have taken place, having great Excel skills is definitely a contributor that changed because it's become more modern and knowing how to use the different programs is mm. definitely a big plus when you're looking for a job. And I have hired people that were advanced technologically, but may, may or may not be have that much exposure to treasury. So I think it's, it is important to have accounting experience. In particular, some of my best treasury people have been accountants. And that's because they understand that you know, the negatives and the positives are different from banking to general ledger. And they're, they're able to contribute to month-end process. And I just think that, that those particular talents have contributed to being able to move forward quickly mm. as technology yeah. advances. And very transferable as well. And, and, and again, as we wrap up the show, as I say, if you look back at you and your history particularly what are the three things that you would perhaps two or three things you would highlight and say to people well you have a similar background to me what are you going to say that people should be doing what are the the tips for the tips for the top there's a few I'd like to capitalize on and one is always asking questions none of us are so smart that we know everything that's going on in the company in particular in the financial area I think it's very important that that you stay up on the research and the press releases from the company. Write down your questions. Ask the CFO. Ask the assistant treasurer or the treasurer. That's asking questions. There can never be too many questions. And if you don't understand something or why the company is doing something, it's very important that, that you do. And I think that's always been a big thing for me is that I've been – inquisitive. Mm. Second thing is communication. You know, we all want to be comfortable communicating and the more that you do it, the better you get at it. Mm. And Mm. being a good listener, I really took the time because I'm a people person and I like to talk. I really took the time to when I am speaking with someone within the company, I engage, I make the eye contact and I listen until a specific question is asked. When that question is asked, I answer the question and I don't go off on any tangents because in particular, in talking to upper management, they are not looking for, you know, detail. Mm-hmm. So also being, being happy. I've always been happy on the job. I I think that's very important. And then also understanding that as good as you might get at what you're doing, there's always more to learn. And in developing talent within your team or developing your own talent, it's really 
necessary to take the time to sit back, understand the, the unique talents of people that you're working with, and be able to recommend how they're going to move forward. Mm. On the other hand, it's important, you know, that I channeled their energy, that they were corrected discreetly when things mm. were not necessarily going well. And that way they could gain the respect and the degree of integrity that I have, because let's face it, treasury is a department where you have to have integrity and honesty. And I value an honest employee much more than one who may be intellectually or technology advanced. Mm, Great stuff. Marianne, it's been great to talk to you today. You know, one of the things I didn't interrupt you at the end there, because I thought it was great, you know, sometimes with some of our people we're talking to, perhaps early years of their careers, you've got over 30 plus years. And I think what we'll do is do a little bit of a checklist in our show notes. And we'll put also a link to Marianne's background in the show notes as well. So you can connect to her as part of the LinkedIn network, because all great tips, you know, all different things, the way that I think it's, you know, you can probably, as you say, now people have got to their desk, they sort of little checklist and go, hang on, what did she say? Yeah. Go back. Oh yeah. That one, that one. But I think if you're an employer or employee, you could, you know, from any of those, you could get, you know, draw some value. And all remains for me to say, you know, just to, to wrap up, say thank you for your time. It's been, it's been fun. What do you think? It's, Enjoy it? It has definitely been my, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>